Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,746. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today, I'm in a very different part of the United States. I'm trying to think if I've been in Alaska before. I'm in Palmer, Alaska, with a very special guest by the name of Michelle Lackey Mayner. Michelle, welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. All right. We'll have some fun. Now, before I give you a proper introduction, what's one little thing that most people don't know about you, Michelle? Well, uh, the one thing that most people don't know about me is that my very first major in college was ballet. Wow. Well, I love it. My daughter started dancing when she was three years old. She did a lot of classes in ballet. She danced all through college. She ran her college dance uh, team, if you will. And every time I used to go to one of her thousands of recitals, which we would go to. And as she got older, especially in high school, and she would do ballet and toe, I would sit there in awe and I'd go, who is that person up there? I mean, I knew she did it and I would see her practice at home. But when you see somebody you love and that you've raised in that setting, it kind of blows you away. Do you still do any dancing? Um, I don't do any dancing anymore. That is uh, something now that I'm kind of getting settled in at the racetrack that I'm kind of looking for. Of course, uh, COVID this year kind of messed up in-person dance classes, but um, I'm looking looking into doing something like that just so I have an outlet and something for me. Absolutely. My father, when we were in high school, actually junior high, made a balance beam for my sister because she was in a dance and in gymnastics. And he also made a bar, the bar, the dance bar. Is that what you call Mm -hmm. it? Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, we had one in my daughter's room and put a little wood area on the floor there for her to kind of practice the plies. And if I've got the terminology right (laughs) and all that. So (laughs) I think dance is one of those wonderful things for young girls and boys to get involved with because it provides you an opportunity to be with people, but also a discipline It's like sports and why Mm -hmm. sports and music are so important in young people's lives and dance because you have to practice, you know, you you can't just Mm -hmm. get out there and be good and it requires discipline. And those are all traits that carry through to when you do things like run a racetrack like you do. So let (laughs) me give you a proper introduction. This is a whole new side of you. This is pretty fun. There you go. Michelle Lackey Maynor is known as the Lady Track Boss and recently took over as president and majority owner of the NASCAR and NHRA sanctioned Alaska Raceway Park. She grew up in motorsports and began racing in high school when she wasn't dancing and has raced pretty much everything, including water skipping snow machines. I'm trying to imagine what that means. She won the Arctic Man Ski and Snow Go Classic, competed in hill climbs, drag race trucks, cars, and snow machines on the strip, competed in SCCA, and most recently tried her hand at stock car racing at a dirt track. She even won the Open Air Championship at her track while pregnant with her son, who now races junior dragsters and bandoleros. She spends her day making the most beautiful track in the world, the best it can be for the racers, the sponsors, her fans, and of course, her very awesome co-workers. We'll be back in just a minute to talk with Michelle, but first a word from our valued sponsors. Give them a listen. We'll be right back. Keep your seatbelts on. We're at the raceway in Alaska. Did you know Covercraft offers you much more 
than just car covers. They make quality protection for the inside of your vehicle as well. Their plush, custom-fit floor mats turn any ride into something special. Or choose Premier Berber Custom Floor Mats. They're a favorite of mine. Covercraft floor mats are quality-made and provide your ride with the ultimate protection from moisture, dirt, mud, snow, and slush. Don't forget your vehicle's trunk area, too. Their Carhartt Custom Cargo Liners not only look great, but keep your rear cargo area and seats protected. Custom-fit trunk liners for sedans, coupes, and SUVs are perfect to protect the factory carpets from all those things that can stain and damage the carpets. All your options are quality made, easy to clean, secure to the floor, and look oh so good. Check out Covercraft.com for a variety of styles, colors, and options for your special vehicles. And I've got a very special deal from Cars Yeah! Use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21, at Covercraft.com, and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Just use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. American Collectors Insurance. That's who now protects my Porsche Turbo. The one I call my orange crush. They've been protecting vehicles since 1976. With all the time, effort, and money you've put into your classic vehicles, do you know how much you would receive if yours was stolen, damaged, or totaled in an accident or a fire? Your regular auto insurance carriers won't tell you until after the claim, and more than likely, you'll be in for a rude awakening. With an agreed value policy from American Collectors Insurance, you'll be paid your vehicle's full agreed value. No surprises. So don't just hope for a fair claim settlement. Be certain and know exactly what you'll get with an agreed value policy. I shopped around and decided to protect my car with American Collectors Insurance. Give them a call today for a quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love. Tell them Mark Green at Cars Yeah sent you. That's American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors, folks just like you and me. All right, Michelle, we are back, and I'd love to start with a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that has meaning for you. It's a nice way to get the tires smoking a little bit here in cars, yeah. I know you love to drive, so grab the wheel. Awesome. Well, thank you. I, thank you again for having me here. I'm, I'm very excited to be part of this. And um, the, the the quote that I was thinking of uh, is one that I'm actually probably going to have on display at the racetrack uh, sometime this summer, but well-behaved women rarely make history. And I'm sure you've probably heard that one before, but actually um, I don't think I have. <laughs> yeah. My mom gave me this little, uh, like paperweight thing when I, I don't know, was in high school or something. And, and so that quote was on there and it's been kind of something I, I keep in mind when I do, um, unusual things. Um, I started roller derby when I lived in Fairbanks and, um, you know, I've, I've been racing everything. Um, I run a racetrack, which is definitely a non-traditional role for a lady. So I, I haven't really been a typical girl, not that, that, that really, ex- I don't know if even that even exists anymore, but uh-huh. I try to keep that in mind is that the things that I'm doing and the things that some of the other women at my racetrack or that, that I know professionally are doing are things that are a little out of the norm, but, um, we're doing them and we're making history and it's cool. Did I hear you say roller derby? 
<laughs> yeah. So uh, like yeah, those I, tracks <laughs> where the women go around, they slam, body slam other women over the railings and throw them <laughs> in the air. Is that is that the roller derby? That's the roller derby. I started the Fairbanks <laughs> Roller Girls in uh, 2007, I think was when we got started. It took us a little, maybe it was 2008. I don't know. But yeah, I started the roller derby league up there. And then we started a junior roller derby league for um, when my daughter at the time was, I don't know, 12 or something like that. So yeah, I have something to do. <laughs> Roller derby and ballet. Now there's two opposite ends of the of, of the course. Well-behaved women rarely make history. You know, I love that. First time I've heard that, and that kind of makes sense for me. Well, let's talk more about what you're doing. I know your role has changed a bit there, but you've been a part of the track for a long time. I'd love mm-hmm. for you to share more about Alaska Raceway Park, because when I learned about you, there's a raceway in Alaska? I didn't know that. <laughs> Huh. You know, for those of us down here in the main part of the U.S., I should say the main part, the big part, even though Alaska is pretty big, uh, we always think of Alaska as just snow and cold. And like, well, how can there be a raceway in Alaska? So tell us about this park, the history, your involvement, and uh, why we should all make a trek up north to visit Alaska <laughs> Raceway Park. Well, the racetrack actually started in 1964. They carved the drag strip out of this. Uh, we're, we're actually in a little valley between um, Pioneer Peak, which is the, the mountain that you see in all of the photos of the track. Um, and then there's there's another uh, chain of mountains, mountain range, I guess, the mountain range back on the other side. And so we're in this valley. At the end of the valley, there's a beautiful glacier, which is super pretty, except it is really cold when the wind blows in from there. So, But they started that in the 60s, and then it's it's been in operation ever since. So this year is our 57th year. Wow, 57 <laughs> yeah, years? 57 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. The circle track actually uh, was under development in like many years. We had a circle track up here, unfortunately closed. It was kind of in the middle of a residential area and the people didn't like it. So yeah. that got shut down. Um, so it took us a while. We went through all the politics and that's all dad's role. He's the, the politics guy. Got all the permits and stuff. We built the racetrack in 2015 and then opened it um, on my birthday in 2016. Happy birthday to you. So, now, what kind, of racetrack, <laughs> what kind of racetrack are we talking about? Is it a road course? Um, so the uh, initial racetrack is a quarter mile drag strip. So we have a quarter mile drags, a quarter mile is shut down. And when you're headed down the track, it looks like you're going to go right into the mountain. Oh, yeah. uh, you got about six miles before you hit that. Um, and a river, there's a huge river in between. And then the track that we built in 2016 is a third mile high banked oval. Wow. And it's wow. paved. Incredible. Wow. Well, that yeah. that brings a lot of different kind of racing to the track. So what are all the different things people can see when they go to Alaska Raceway Park? Well, we race everything from junior dragsters to snow machines, which is the open air championship that I won was on the snow machine. Motorcycles. We have, you know, all sorts of your traditional hot rod dragsters. The new cars are actually becoming quite popular all this street. You know, you can go down and buy very nice race car just off the dealership lot now. And then we have some my let's see my brother's running a nitro funny car Um, my husband has an altered and then he's driving a funny car we've got alcohol dragsters um not a lot of all of them but um you know we've got enough to make it cool there and then on the circle track side we run late models 
We have a Thunderstock class. We just created a Bomberstock class last year, which is becoming pretty popular. It's kind of entry level. We run Baby Grands, uh, Legends, and then this summer we're adding the Bandoleros. Wow, pretty much everything. Now, given you're up where it does snow a little bit in the wintertime, so I hear. <laughs> yeah. Does that mean in the wintertime the park is still open and you're doing things? Well, you call them snow machines. I always call them snowmobiles, <laughs> but is that a brand name, snowmobile? It's snow machines is kind of the Alaska the Alaska term version, the Alaska yeah. term. So you, you can tell if somebody has been in Alaska, if they call it a snow machine, but, um, we don't actually do anything in the winter. Um, at the moment, people always ask me that they're like, how come you don't have braces in the wintertime? And then, and our snow here is very unpredictable. I was, you know, mentioning earlier that it rained last week, like it poured. And so most of the track is ice. And so if we were going to do actual snow machine racing, I'd probably have to truck snow in to make sure that oh we had God. enough. And <laughs> that doesn't seem the like idea of being in Alaska and having good. to truck snow in is just kind of funny to me. But again, that's when you have a image of a place, a massive place, because Alaska is pretty darn big. I think it's what, the sides of mm -hmm. Texas or something like that? Maybe bigger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're actually, if you cut Alaska in half, then Texas would be the third largest state in the nation. Whoa. Holy cow. So, yeah, that's a big yeah. place. Yeah, a lot of land up there. Well, it's a beautiful part of the, the world and beautiful part of the United States and has so much to offer. And the fact that there's a raceway park there. So what is your season? What do people look at from, from when to when? We run Mother's Day to Labor Day every year. Okay. Cool. And we've got about 30 events on the schedule. So, you know, right now, the part of the challenge is trying to make sure that I can run those 30 events as as efficiently and what's the word? Uh, economically? As, as, <laughs> as, yeah, economically. That's the word <laughs> as possible so that we can make enough funds to keep the park running, you know, and open all season. Right. But Long term, I'm looking at trying to diversify the property a little bit. I, you know, would like to maybe do um, car condos, possibly a road course. Um, we have a gravel pit that we're using right now that is, you know, funded the circle track. And when that's done, I'd like to put in a lake because ah, why not have a lake yeah. at the most beautiful racetrack in the world? You know, we got a little bit of that this summer because with COVID, everything was shut down in Anchorage. And so we were able to host car shows, concerts. Uh, we had a festival, which is kind of like a mini fair out at the track. So we got to do a couple um, non-traditional things out there. And so those are some things that I'd like to expand into, mostly because racing is pretty weather dependent. And if we ended up having a, a really horrible summer, it would be hard for us to make it through to the next season sure. if you know at this point so so that's my my you know i've got lots of ideas for the future but i also want to make sure that we've got a little bit set aside just in case rainy day fund rainy day snowy day well, i like the word concert oh, yeah. and that's something that you see more and more aligned with car events too is having concerts which brings in a whole nother group of people aligning that with a car event the other one i'll throw out at you i don't know if you've thought of this rally school rally driving we have one up here in the pacific northwest called dirtfish where where people can go and drive cars in the dirt and mud and learn how to be a rally driver or just have fun with it. And that's something that sounds like might work for the season when there's a little bit of mud on the road, maybe something like that. So there's another one to add to your, your wish list, if you will. You know, Michelle, I always ask my guests about a big challenge they face, maybe even a big failure to kind of share that with us. But more importantly, what was that lesson that it taught you? That came out positive, perhaps in some way that you could take forward in your life. So take us on a little journey. Maybe it wasn't such a fun time, but 
something good came out of it in the end. Well, when I lived in Fairbanks, which is about 350 miles away from here, I started working for a printing company up there that I purchased in 2005. And I am pretty hard headed. And uh, I was I was thinking when we were talking about quotes earlier, I was thinking that, you know, maybe I should quote Cartman and just say, I do what I want, because well, I do what I want. Well, back to not being very yeah. well behaved, right? You said <laughs> right. that at the beginning. Yeah, it's totally. Yeah. So I bought I bought this company. You know, my CPA was like, are you sure you want to do this? And, you know, I was like, I jump in with both feet. So I jumped in, and the, the gentleman that I bought it from uh, was not into technology. He wasn't, you know, he was pretty much done. And so the business was kind of on its way out. But I was like, I'm going to do this. So... I bought that uh, business and it was, you know, I was upside down in it immediately. I lost like 60 grand in the first month. All of the equipment that I have was old and like press broke almost right after I bought it. So I had to buy a new press and was, I was losing my hair. I was super stressed out and um, I wasn't really set up for that to succeed. Um, I didn't know as much going into it as I probably should have, but I had some pretty good relationships with, um, you know, through the Chamber of Commerce with my banker at First National. Um, my CPA, Melody, was amazing. Um, I had a lot of professional friends in the community that I was able to kind of lean on and ask questions about. And they helped me kind of turn the business around. We had a, a, a building that we sold so I could move out of the, the restrictive lease that I had. And in less than five years, I was able to turn that around into a profitable company and get that going in the the right direction, which I just um, ended up selling that this summer when I moved, you know, we moved down here. But for the lesson that I had out of that is like, even though I like to do stuff on my own, it's really good to have the right people in your corner that can help. There's a lot of skills I don't have in my wheelhouse. So I'm really grateful for the the mentors in my life that I can reach out to and I can go, you know, oh my gosh, you know, I've got this situation, what do I do? And and having having those people in your corner just make so much such a difference. Yeah, golden nuggets you dropped there a uh, big time. If you're somebody that is not afraid of taking risk and jumping into something new, I have those key individuals. You mentioned a CPA, an attorney, business people, mm-hmm. those around you that can give you different perspective, different uh, objective perspectives that can tell you things that you don't want to see and you may not want to hear, but you should hear those. But better yet mm-hmm. that you turned it around. I mean, that's your fortitude, your grit. I mean, people that live in Alaska have a lot of grit, right? I mean, they just, yes, <laughs> they just do. I think it's really, really important for people to hear that. If if you want to delve into something you've never done before, reach out to those people around you, get those mentors in your life from those different perspectives and hear what they have to say. And uh, also have a long runway built uh, with some money just in case, because it may not go so well the first month <laughs> or two or three or 10 or two or whatever it might be. So yeah, yeah, most definitely. Well, congratulations on flipping it and selling it, which I think is fantastic. Uh, again, dig your heels in, misbehave gal and uh, get it done, <laughs> right? So it's a, yep. lot, it's a lot to be said there. <laughs> Kudos to you for that wonderful story. Thanks for sharing that with us. Let's take another break. When we come back, I want to dive into this really lifelong passion you have for cars and going fast and driving and racing and everything that moves. Uh, you seem to enjoy it. So sit tight. We'll be right back. I'm honored to say that my charity of choice here at Cars yeah! is Tech Force Foundation. They help young people find an education and career that aligns with their passions. 
For those who love cars, problem solving, and working with their hands, a career as a professional automotive technician is the perfect fit for a fulfilling life. We're all wired differently, and not every successful career demands a four-year university. Technical education and the skilled trades matter, and we need qualified skilled technicians to keep our vehicles rolling. Learn more about how you can support tomorrow's driving force and workforce of technicians at techforce.org, like I do here at Cars Yeah. Did you know that Cars Yeah is in the top 1% of all podcasts based on listenership, according to Libsyn, the premier RSS feed for podcasts in the United States. That's right. And Cars Yeah is the only five-day-a-week automotive-focused podcast for you to get your message into the ears of thousands of listeners daily from all over the world. Plus, DuPont Registry recommended Cars Yeah is one of their top 10 car podcasts for you to enjoy. Cars yeah has experienced tremendous growth, plus your ads are evergreen, meaning they never go away. And more and more listeners find Cars yeah every day for their daily dose of automotive inspiration. Do you want to expose your brand to a highly targeted list of automotive enthusiasts in a very unique and very personal way? Well, I can help you. Contact me, Mark Green, at mark at carsyeah.com or through the website at carsyeah.com today to learn more. We are back, and I have to laugh here. Uh, Michelle and I are laughing because on our break here, I said, you know, uh, your earrings are making a little bit of noise on your mic. And she goes, oh, I'll take those out. And you know what her earrings are made out of? Washers. I kid you not. They're made out of washers. (laughs) This is a car gal for sure. Well, let's talk about this in your life. I just, I got a big grin on my face. (laughs) Would you share a story, that pivotal moment in your life, and you knew that you were a bit of a racer, a car gal, somebody who liked to take some chances in life on anything that moves fast? Well, you know, I was reflecting on that, and we've, I've kind of always been into cars. Uh, my my dad used to race a day or two ago at Road America there in Elk Lake, Elkhart oh, wow. Lake, yeah, Wisconsin. Great track. I've uh, raced there. That's a wonderful yeah. track. Yeah. Uh, we grew up in Wisconsin originally. That's where we, we started out. And we'd go watch the dirt track races on Friday and Saturday nights. And when we moved to Alaska in 1983, we were kind of out of racing. We came up here to start a farming project. So we were out of it for a little bit. My older brother started racing uh, Jimmy was racing originally like four wheelers on the ice. And then we found out about the racetrack. So he started drag racing in, uh, 86 when he was in high school. And I started racing there as soon as I could. My little brothers did. Um, so our whole family has been pretty involved in it. And we've, we've all built our own cars. You know, Jim's, Jim's got a lot of cars, but you know, Mike built a truck and, and John's built an El Camino and stuff. We've all built a lot of stuff. So my family bought the track with some other people in the late 90s, and I ended up working there um, in 97 when I was pregnant with my daughter, Morgan. And Your daughter's so, named after a car. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was doing stuff there. I moved to Fairbanks in 2004. And, you know, like I said, we bought the business and we had a house up there and Morgan was going to school. And so we were pretty well established up there, but we kept coming back to the track to race. You know, I was running the snow machine. My husband's got a dart. That's what he originally drove. So, you know, we'd come back and race. And so we would make the round trip. It's 350 miles each way. And then we come down to the track and 
And then in 2016, you know, dad started the circle track and he's like, here, you're in charge of it. I'm like, I don't know anything (laughs) about circle track racing, but I'm learning a whole lot. So, you know, and so we, we would come back and forth and in probably 2012 or 13 or so, we had a really bad summer. My mom's got COPD, so her bra- mm. you know, breathing isn't super great. And, and Kenai was on fire, and it was all smoky, and and she wasn't, she was, her health wasn't doing really well. And so we were, we were driving home, you know, like Labor Day or something. And I was like, why are we doing this? Like, you know, we need to be at the track. My parents are getting older; they want to, you know, retire. They were talking about selling it, and. I grew up at the racetrack, you know. And, yeah, sounds like it. Sorry, I get all, <laughs> I get under, all a little things about this. It's understandable, yeah. Uh, you know, for my family to sell it to somebody else would have changed the relationship and the landscape of the entire facility for everybody. Sure. And I was I was like, there's, <laughs> there's no way we can do that. Like, this has got to be, it's got to be our family. It is our family. And so we decided on that trip home that we were going to move back. Yeah, Morgan was in high school and she was, you know, on the cheer squad and all that stuff. And I was like, we can't move until she's done. And and with having the business and we have an Airbnb in Fairbank still and, and things like that, it wasn't like you could just pack up and go. And so it took a little bit to happen. And in, in 2018, this house came up for sale right next to the racetrack. And it wasn't really perfect timing, but it was perfect. And it's, this is our house. So, um, so we're here and you know, we're, I, I get to live the life running a racetrack (laughs) and we, you know, I could walk to work. We've got, you know, race cars all over and we're here with our, our track family. And that's, that was the important part for us, but kind of went off on a tangent, but you know, that's, that's where cars started. It's always been part of my life. Well, definitely very emotional and, and family and sticking with it. And, and, you know, kudos to you guys for making that very brave decision. This is in our blood. This is in our family. This is our life. This is what we got to do. And then making the hard decision to go, okay, now what, how do we make this happen? <laughs> it's not easy, uh, but you did it. And uh, my hat's off to you for doing it. I think it's fantastic. I appreciate you taking us on that that ride there. Now, when it comes to a special vehicle in your life, sounds like you've had a few, <laughs> but I want you to maybe key on or just one. This could be a car, could be a race car, something really special <laughs> in you, and maybe share a memory you have about that ride. Well, my special vehicle is uh, is oh has always been and will always be my '53 Chevy pickup. Cool. It's uh, my dad and I built that when I was in school, and it's it's not completely done. It's not a show car or anything like that, but I can drive it, so yeah. that's cool. <laughs> it's got a small block four hundred six in it. We narrowed the rear end, so it's got a twelve volt posi. Um, my brother built the transmission, so it's got an automatic seven hundred R four with overdrive, so I can drive it on the highway. And the license plates on my truck say "Bad Lady," so I always call her. <laughs> Call her the original bad lady. Um, that's where I got my roller derby name from. Um, but we, you know, we we let people take her out on the strip and and try it out if they're interested in racing. Um, it's you know, it's she's really easy to drive. Uh, she's present when we do the Thunder Valley Flag Drags, which is our retro rockabilly car show event out there. The the thing that always makes me giggle about that truck is when I was building it, I had this aunt. She's an ex aunt at this point, but she was a uh, an attorney. We're like a different different I don't know different <laughs> walks of life. How yeah. about that? Okay. And and she was she was like, so why are you building a truck? She's like, boys don't look at girls who drive trucks. <laughs> and I was like, man, <laughs> boy, you're wrong. So, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I love it. Bad lady. <laughs> 
Bad lady. Bad lady. Cool. <laughs> well, here's an introspective question for you. I'm going to get into that crazy head of yours, okay? Okay. If you were manifest as a vehicle, what would Michelle be? But more importantly, why? Well, I am thinking that I would have to be something that is pretty and powerful, maybe something a little unexpected and a little rowdy yeah. once in a while. Yeah. Definitely curvy. And so I was thinking that, you know, in modern cars, I would think that I would be a wide body Hellcat charger. So <laughs> yeah. fast and powerful, um, but still room enough to get groceries and to get the job done and, and whatever. But perfect. Fun. Nice answer to that question. Sometimes that trips people <laughs> up, but yeah, we went right to the right place, I think. All right. We are entering what I call the last lap. This is a bit of a lightning round. Quick questions, quick answers. So here we go. What's one of your personal habits, Michelle, that you believe has contributed to your many successes in life? Leading with passion. Uh, yeah, I think you got a little bit of that. A lot of that. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry or racing that's living or someone who's passed, who would that person be? Um, it would have to be Bill Bader Sr. from Norwalk Raceway. But when I met him, he was in charge of the IHRA. And I would just like to to catch up with him. He was kind of an inspiration when I got started into this journey. And, you know, it'd be cool to catch up and see what we're up to now. I think so. Now, uh, when it comes to automotive advice or racing advice, what's the best advice someone else ever offered to you? Uh, Dad always said, don't back up more than you need to. And... <laughs> Which is great advice for driving, but it's also pretty good advice for life. Yeah, I was saying for life, most definitely. kind of reminds me of the concept of why the windshield's bigger than the rearview mirror. You can't <laughs> drive through life looking in the rearview mirror or you'll probably mm. crash. So yeah, don't yep. back up too much more than you need to. I like it. I like your dad. Now, <laughs> uh, when it comes to great resources, there's so many for us these days. Is there a go-to for you you'd like to share? My favorite go-to right now is LinkedIn. Um, I've met some amazing people through that, like Cindy and Teresa at GS Events. But there, there's also some great learning resources that are out there. And, you know, continuing education is always important no matter what field you're in. Yeah, absolutely. Now, is there a book perhaps you've read in the past year or so <laughs> that you'd like to share? Yep. I'm going to throw this up there so you can see it. It's everything, everything is, is effed. Yeah. F'd. Okay. Yeah. By, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. By Mark Manson, um, he, he also wrote The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F, um, but there's some pretty solid advice in there, and it was really interesting for me to read that book while we're going through the current uh, state of affairs in the country, so um, I highly recommend it. Absolutely, and for my, uh, my guy out there, my listener, Chris, you know who you are. We kept it family friendly, Chris, so you can't pick on us for that. That's the title of the book, so he always calls me on that. But I appreciate that, Chris. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll make sure I put a, that book listed on Michelle's show notes page on the Cars yeah website. You can find everything she shared today on her site. Just type in Michelle Lackey Amainer, and that page will pop up, or just Michelle in the search bar, and you'll find it on Cars yeah. We're up to the checkered flag here, Michelle. A little bit of a Christmas. We just passed through Christmas, but we're going to bring it back here. I'm going to buy you a very special collector vehicle today. Anything in the world. Doesn't matter what it is, but my listeners know there's some rules to this game since I'm buying this vehicle for you. It's the only one you can have collector vehicle. You have to drive it, race it, whatever you're going to do with it. I want it to tick <laughs> a lot of boxes, but you can't sell it to fund your next business venture or racing venture. So <laughs> it's got to be a keeper. Got to keep it in the garage. What am I going to buy for you today? 
Well, it's um, probably not highly sought after, but I would like to get a 1975 Corvette Stingray okay. in yellow, not the convertible. <laughs> Hardtop would be great. 75 was the year I was born, and so I've always been trying to find a hot rod collectible of that vintage. Yeah. And uh, mid-70s were not the best years for car bodies and stuff. So yeah. uh, Corvette, I think, is probably the coolest one I can I can think of from the year I was born. Yeah, you know, I've always thought that way. There's some cars the year I was born that I would always have always been on my bucket list, but they've just gotten so expensive. That must tell you how old I am because now they're classics. Does that make me a classic? Vintage, maybe. Yes, Yeah. vintage. Okay, okay vintage, yeah. Like a fine wine. Get better with age. Right. It's the way I like to think about it. Well, I love that. A yellow Corvette Stingray. That makes sense. Sassy, bright, fast, mm -hmm. fun, enjoyable. Everybody smiles when it goes by, just like Michelle. So there you go. I'll get to work. Michelle, you've taken me <laughs> on a very fun, fast ride today. Uh, I want to thank you for sharing your journey with us. Before I let you go, would you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off down, the, no doubt, the drag strip <laughs> in that 75 Corvette Stingray? Well, my favorite piece of advice is to love what you do and to do what you love. Life is too short to be stuck in a sucky job and to be doing something that you don't enjoy. And I, I tell my kids this. I tell my employees this. This is kind of, you know, if you don't like it, then let's find something you do. If you're lucky enough to be able to turn your passions into a career, your work never really seems like work. So I'm I'm really overly grateful to be able to do what I love, even though uh, it can be a challenge. Um, learning the circle track has definitely been a challenge for me. But yeah, it's it's been pretty fantastic. And I am I'm blessed every day that I get to go to work and do what I do. Well, words of wisdom, and it is indeed true, I can tell you, because I've talked to 1,746 <laughs> inspiring automotive enthusiasts, including Michelle. She's figured out the secret sauce to life. I like to think I have too. Uh, and you know what, listeners? If you're not having fun at what you're doing every day, if you don't get up every day with a big smile on your face, go find a way to do that like Michelle has. And it's possible. Just listen to any of my guests here on the show. They've all figured it out. You know what? And you can do it too. Yeah, it's a little bit of work, but you know what? It's worthwhile. What's the best way for people to keep up with you, if that's possible, and learn more about Alaska Raceway Park? Well, you can check out Alaska Raceway Park online at raceak.com. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our hashtag is raceak. And if you want to follow me, you can catch me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Lady Track Boss. Yeah, Lady Track Boss. I'll make sure I put links to all of those on Michelle's show notes page. Like I said, if you can keep up, keep up. It's going to be hard, but it'll be fun to see what Michelle is up to. And if you get up into the Alaska area, I'm sure she'd love to see you at Alaska Raceway Park. Michelle, thanks for being so generous with your expertise, sharing your life. This has been really, really fun. I want to thank you for your time today. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you at the track or down the road. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. Hey, fellow inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Did you know if you subscribe at carsdad.com, I'll send you my free filler up book. It's an ebook filled with fuel filler fun and inspirational quotes from past guests here on Cars Yeah. Plus, you'll get a weekly wrap up email from me every Friday and your name will be in the hat for one of the many free giveaways here at Cars Yeah. Simply go to CarsYeah.com and click on the free book button and boom, you're in the club. And don't forget to subscribe to Cars Yeah on your mobile podcast app and you'll get the Cars Yeah show delivered right to your mobile device every day, absolutely free. Inspiring automotive enthusiasts, that's what we're all about. Here at Cars, yeah. Thanks for listening.
GS Events was founded by Cindy Sisson and Teresa Gilpatrick. Together, they create strategic alliances, curated events, and business development connecting automotive brands to discerning audiences. Their flagship offering, Women Shifting Gears, amplifies women's voices and participation in the automotive culture. Through strategically developed events, they create innovative concepts and collaborations that create remarkable professional and personal experiences you won't find anywhere else. GS Events' immersive, inclusive opportunities create networking, skill building, and unforgettable experiences. Whether you enjoy rallies, concours, auctions, restoration, the business side of collective cars, or you always have yearned to expand your skills to drive vehicles to its fullest potential, GS Events has automotive events and experiences designed just for you. And by the way, both Cindy and Teresa are past guests here on Cars Yeah, so give them a listen. You can find gsevents.live on their website today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to carsyeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah. Yeah.